0: Welcome to the 10-Minute Money Podcast. My name is John Dyer, and as always, I'm joined by Paul Erickson. Paul and I are independent financial advisors with Royal Oak Financial Advisors in Royal Oak, Michigan. And today, we're going to give you a market update for September 1st, 2022. How's it going, Paul? It's
1: going great, John, except I feel like summer's over. Once we hit September 1st, Right? I feel
0: like summer's gone. I know, I can't believe how fast it flew by this year. I think it's because everyone's out doing stuff. Finally. Yes, I know. We haven't had that in the last couple of years. And you had a good time on the west side of the state. I did. Ludington,
1: yep. Muskegon.
0: Camping, yes. Ludington, Muskegon. Uh, taking the trailer out there and camping for a few days. The kids love it. Doing campfires, awesome. going to the beach. Who fantastic. doesn't like that?
1: Oh my gosh, it's all good.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So, everybody, I'm sure, is itching to hear our thoughts on the market. The market has—it's been a wild summer for the market. We we yeah. were down in June. I in mean, June,
1: that that was the lows for the market in June. And then and, it
0: had, then we had a nice rally. Yeah. Two and a half months of a nice.
1: I mean, it was it moved almost twenty percent in those two months.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then last week the wheels fell off. I know, <laughs> and I think
1: primarily it was. You know, one of the cardinal rules of investing, don't fight the Fed. Yeah. And I think so many people thought the Fed was, they were going to pivot and they were going to say something to the effect of inflation is slowing and we don't have to keep raising rates. And Jerome Powell on Friday said completely opposite, said inflation is our number one concern and we're not going to stop until we really make a dent in inflation.
0: Yeah, I think inflation had leveled off a little bit in July, right. and everyone got really excited, and we saw a huge rally in the market. And Jay Powell was like, "Oh, whoa, 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 wait a minute, pump yeah. the brakes here, everybody. We're not on top of inflation yet." Before Friday hit, and sure enough, yeah, Friday came and right, we yeah, saw a huge happened. down
1: day on Friday. You know, but I feel like anytime we're in a cycle like this, it takes a year or two to, to work through. You know, I think he's, Jerome Powell's raising rates, he's doing what, he doesn't have that many tools, but this is the one tool he can use. And at the end of the day, I would much rather see inflation get under control and come down because deflation is really difficult to beat. Like, I know inflation never feels good. Whenever I... I I was looking at a receipt a couple of years ago. I was going over some tax information. And the four of us, Kathy and the twins and I, could go to Beef Carver for $40. Today it's almost 60 If we go, to, My kids love those roast beef sandwiches. $60. It's a 50% increase at, at a restaurant in just two years. So inflation is real and it hurts. But the U.S. economy is resilient. We'll get through it. Jobs are still good. He has to attack inflation. I would not want to be Jerome Powell right now. That is not a fun job.
0: Right, he's taking he's taking a, a lot of heat right now. Just like back in the 70s the last time we went through this, Paul Volcker. Yeah. Raised interest rates and everybody hated him, but then we saw a really nice market in the 80s.
1: Yeah, we sure did. Yeah. Yeah, and he had to. He was just very aggressive with inflation.
0: Right we're doing what we need to do in the short term it hurts but long term it's going to be better for retirees because in the long term we're going to be able to make better interest on our fixed income products like CDs bonds and even cash sitting in the bank where we haven't had this environment in 15 years so no, no, we've no. only been able to make money off of equities, which have which has caused I- inflation in the stock market. I
1: know. It has. Yeah, it has. You know, you, you talk about Volcker, and in 1982, what do you think the Dow was, if you had to guess, in 1982?
0: In 1982? I'm throwing a curveball
1: here. Uh, the Dow in 1982,
0: 15000
1: Yeah, in 1982, the Dow was 800, and it was a horrible time. Inflation was crazy back then, and look what like the U.S. economy. Like I try to keep all our clients to understand like the long-term perspective. The U.S. economy will keep growing. It's the best place to invest in the world, and if you give it time, and most people when they retire, they have 20, 30 years in retirement. You know it's it's thirty two thousand now it was 800 back when volcker was beating inflation and we you know if 20 30 years from now I mean the Dow is going to be way higher than it is today you know it's just that long term perspective that you brought up I think is a really good point
0: right people just need to play the long game when they're in the stock market yeah and keep picking really good companies that actually make money and make things. We've seen the bubble burst I think in a lot of crypto and companies and meme stocks and right. things that really don't that really don't make any money. They're just speculative. I think as long as you're buying good quality companies with good balance sheets, you're gonna be in good shape long term. Yeah,
1: I agree. I mean, I own dividend growth stocks. I talk to clients all the time about owning dividend growth stocks. In inflation, the dividends keep going higher. I mean, it never feels good when you see your account down. But you just have to have that faith in the U.S. economy
0: that we will get through this. So, what do you think going forward through the end of the year? I have my thoughts. What do you think? Mm, I do you- don't think this is going to be a positive year.
1: You know, I you you know early on I really did, but I, I think we're just going to have a negative year in the stock market, which is okay. We've had some really good years, uh, and we'll get through it. Um, but I'm I'm probably guessing we may might have another five to ten percent run. Higher, but we still end the year down seven eight percent.
0: Okay, so a little bit better than where we're at now, yeah. but yeah. we're yeah, about. So I think so, the worst is over. Yeah, so we're it's going to be a positive end of the year. I I agree. Historically, September is the worst month in the market. Yeah, you are right. So I, I don't think we're going to have a great September, but I do think, uh, and I also think September October is not going to be great. But I do think we'll end the year strong. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. And if he gets inflation
1: under control, and we've already seen gas prices tick down. They're not $5 a gallon anymore. I mean, they've come down. And if things like that, you know, gas and rents and food, if that inflationary pressure eases and those things come down a little bit, I mean, the market's going to take that as really good news.
0: Yeah, I think those are really big points. So on the gas point... Gas is down sixty cents. Wow! Uh, since July, that's a big move. When so, you have a
1: twenty-gallon tank.
0: Yeah, the end of July. From the end of July through now, it's down sixty cents on average in the U.S. Yeah, that's big, that's it helps big. everybody. That's big. That is big. And I definitely felt it pulling that big trailer yeah (laughs) i bet you did
1: going out there three hours going out west it was nice filling up this last time i bet what i get this a lot and i know you get a lot but what do you think about real estate you know rates clients will say something to me like hey rates are going up is real estate going to fall
0: typically when rates get up to about six or seven percent you'll start seeing housing prices fall yeah and we haven't seen that right so why is that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I want to say millennials are buying homes, you know they I think ever since oh eight there's been shortage of builders building new houses, especially small starter homes. I don't think there's a a lot of those being built anywhere. It's just my that's my personal observation.
0: shortage of houses Short, yeah,
1: just shortage of new houses and supply you know, for new, you know, millennials getting married, you know, who are thinking about starting a family. Right. That's one of my guesses why the real estate market is going to hold steady.
0: Yeah. It's just interesting to me that we haven't seen housing prices dip. Right. Like I thought they would by now.
1: Right. Yeah. You would think Florida, California, Las Vegas. Usually you start to see cracks in those areas that have just gone bonkers. Right.
0: On interest rates have doubled since January. Interest so, rates have
1: doubled since January? You're
0: right. I refied in January at about 3%. Yeah, I was I was probably the last one to get in. And now now interest rates are at 6%, 6-7%. Right. The, the cost, you're not moving anytime soon. No. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of people are are the same. Yep. Yeah, in I the feel same the same boat, right? We were kind of looking around, but now we're pretty much going to stick with what we have. If you've got a 3% mortgage, you're not moving anytime soon.
1: You, who wants a 6% mortgage?
0: No, you don't. And it, for me, housing prices haven't caught up to interest rates. So to to live in a $500,000 house, is costing you almost double than it did back in January and in my head I'm thinking well housing prices are gonna have to fall but if there's not enough supply of houses because looking back we were at a historic low it was below historic lows with supply uh, housing supply back in right. February so that's playing a huge factor in the housing prices Sure. Sticking, we're kind of staying put right now with interest rates rising. So going forward, I do think housing prices will fall. And I, w- I want to see where we're at in a year from now, but yeah. I would bet that housing prices will fall next year because interest rates are just going to keep climbing. And at some point...
1: Yeah, and so then people start to lower their prices.
0: Is there anything else that you think people should, should know about this market? Uh
1: you know, I think it, it just—it's—it's it's hard, but the right thing to do is really to be patient and ride through these storms. You really should not sell into this kind of a market. Yeah. If you have good, high-quality positions, the best course of action is really to hold. And if you can reinvest those dividends, or even pick up some more value, if people are having a hard time staying up at night and it's really worrisome to them, they need to talk to their advisor, let us, you know, give us a shout, you know, let us know, you know, how you're feeling about stuff. Let us walk you through this. Uh, But if they can, you know, try to tolerate the bad times because we know when we get into another bull market, there's going to be some really good times with the market.
0: Right. Yeah, I agree completely. I think we just, we've gotten through the worst of it and now there's, it's still going to be a bumpy ride, but we're, getting through the tunnel and we can see the light now and we're heading towards that. And I think the light is 2023 and we thought this was all going to happen in 2023, but it's actually happened a year earlier because of inflation right? and all the factors that played into that, the supply chain, mm-hmm. which is still kind of a mess. I mean, I, I go to the grocery store and they're always randomly out of something I want. I know. I, it's still not 100% fixed. So we need to get that under control obviously is jumping in on top of uh trying to uh, get on top of this raising interest rates so there's that china shutting down and that i think
1: that didn't help I that, think, that hurt the supply chain more than anything
0: and i think the pandemic has really hurt them too because they keep shutting down because they won't use u.s vaccines right and they just can't get on top of Covid, So they keep having to shut down. They had to shut down earlier this summer. Yeah. And they make so many things for they us. Do.
1: Well, and all these new factories that are coming up online in the U.S. in the near future, thats that has an inflationary component because you have to pay American workers more than you have to pay the Chinese workers. And so that does cause the cost of goods to increase a little bit. I mean... Once we digest some of this stuff, the inflation will come down.
0: And I think that is a huge point because I think a lot of companies have looked elsewhere to right. make things after the pandemic, and and they see how fragile the supply chain is, and they're they're looking to make things closer to home or yeah. to where wherever they're selling their which products, which is good
1: for the economy. mostly the U.S. Yeah, overall North it America. will be a positive tailwind for us.
0: Yeah, it will be. It will be. I think it will be. And also, wages have gone up. Right. It's and been a long
1: time since that's happened.
0: Right. Now, you've had a lot of people quitting jobs. That's a whole other story.
1: That is. That'll be fascinating. There will be many books written on that. Yeah, that, that... The Great Resignation. The
0: story is still being written there, so I'm really interested to see what's going on with that. Right.
1: It's fascinating.
0: But all in all, I think... I have a positive outlook on where we're going to be. We're going to be in a better place down the road, five, ten years from now. What do you think?
1: Yeah, no question. No question that that Dow is going to be 40, fifty thousand in our lifetime. I mean, it's going to keep growing. It really will.
0: We're in a good spot compared to where we were in February. Yeah, uh, we we've made it through the storm and uh, just. Hold on to what you have, and if you have some cash on the sidelines, it's not a bad time to... Yeah, make a list of things you want to own.
1: The other good news of September is uh, cider mills start to open up here.
0: Oh, yes. Cider mills and bee season. (laughs) (laughs) Getting chased around a cider mill by 50 bees. (laughs) So, yeah, can't wait for that. So as always, thank you everybody for listening. And this was for educational purposes only. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, John. Please give us a review and like wherever you listen to your podcast. You can also find us at www.royaloakfinancialadvisors.com for any of your finance-related questions. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you for joining John Dyer and Paul Erickson on this 10-Minute Money podcast. John and Paul are financial advisors with Royal Oak Financial Advisors in Michigan, a fee-only RIA who specialize in helping their clients better understand their investments. If you watch the pennies, the dollars will come. Because in the long term, we're going to be able to make better interest on our fixed income products like CDs, bonds, and even cash sitting in the bank where we haven't had this environment in 15 years.